Hello, loves, and welcome back to Tarot for the Wild Soul podcast. I am your host, Lindsay Mack, and as always, just so grateful and thankful to be gathered with you in this virtual space. Thank you so much for being here with me today. Well, here we are in a new month, the month of May. Happy Beltane to those of you who um, observe this day our midway point, our cross-quarter between the spring equinox and the summer solstice, really about bringing life and color and fragrance, everything beautiful and delicious and wild that was previously invisible, internal, into the visible, into the external. It's such a powerful day and such a beautiful energy to be kicking off a brand new cycle of the month in, which is really, really exciting. So our theme for the month of May um, is foundations. And really, we're talking about foundations in every single sense of the word. We're talking about our personal foundations, the foundations of the overculture, the foundations, the belief systems, the roots that we grew up in, whether or not they are true for us anymore. That's very important for us to be considering and unpacking. This is a huge month of transformation, the potential for clearing, dropping, laying down what we're not what we just simply cannot hold anymore. Our body is saying no, our mind is saying no, like everything's saying no. What we're no longer, what we've outgrown, um, whatever it is, it's all bringing us back to foundations, what supports us, what holds us up, what nurtures us. It's also a really big month of building. You know, we're preparing for a lot in this month. We're preparing even now for the second Saturn-Uranus square in June. We're preparing for eclipse season, which starts, the eclipse portal starts on the last week of May. We're preparing for Mercury stationing retrograde in Gemini, during Gemini season, during an eclipse season. Okay. It's a big month of preparation. So we want to get our foundations in order, right? Again, support, resourcing, what roots us, what holds us. Beltane, and by extension, I think the Empress, which is so completely rooted in Taurus season. Of course, we are in Taurus season right now. We kick off the month of May in this season and then flow over into Gemini season later in the month. There's something quite beautiful about this theme of of radical receiving, which is so completely um, part of the Empress's tether, part of the Empress's medicine. How are we receiving? How are we filling our cup up? What are we nurturing ourselves with? Is what we're looking for actually refilling that cup? Whatever is accessible, whatever feels... um, like it's within reach in some way. And it's very connected to foundations. Very, very, you know, how can we, essentially this month really asks us, you know, how can we make our foundational care 
a little sweeter. Not to add pressure, but actually to take pressure off. <laughs> you know, are we looking to sources of support and care that are sort of what we feel like we should do rather than what we just really want to do or feeling really called to do? How can we make space for that? That's really the question that out of many, many questions that we're going to be um, invited to consider this month. And, you know, of course, we'll, we'll move into all of that, into the idea of, of being in a Hierophant month and a Hierophant year, how we can work with Empress. We'll look at our Wild Soul tarot reading for the month ahead. Um, we'll talk about it all in this really, really potent month, um, just full of such beauty. Um, but first, I want to make two really, really important announcements. I would usually put these things at the top of the podcast, but they are really important. <laughs> and I really want to make sure they get woven into the episode. Um, so the first one of these announcements is that Tarot for the Wild Soul course is coming back. Um, and it's coming back very, very soon. It's going to run from June 9th to July 28th. Um, and pretty much other than the name being the same and it's still being an eight week course, um, it is, those are really the two things that have remained the same <laughs> about the course. Um, it is completely different. It's not like, oh, it got redone. The syllabus, the structure, everything is completely different. It's like nothing I've really ever done before. And so I'm, I could not be more excited to share all of the course details with you. Honestly, even if you don't do the course, I'm excited to share the details with you because the syllabus is that good. It's that um, gorgeous and you know, it's just delightful to be kind of opening to it and playing around with the um, the structure and the content. So um, yeah, it's really, it's really evolved into a very robust um, very creatively structured mentorship journey with eight two-hour live calls every week. Um, I'm just so excited. I think it's going to be a really powerful journey. Um, and I just wanted to throw out a couple of dates for people who are interested because again, enrollment is really coming up and then, you know, the course essentially starts in a month. So, um, all of the information, the syllabus, everything is going to be out on the website about the course on May 7th. So next Friday, scholarship applications. We're going to be doing full scholarships this year that are need-based. So if you are anticipating wanting to be a part of the course and wanting to apply for a scholarship, those open on Monday May 10th, and they close that Friday, the 14th. So definitely mark your calendars. I'll share it on a, in a bunch of different places, but know that that's happening then. Um, applicants will be notified on the 17th of May on that Monday. And then on Tuesday, May 18th, enrollment will open. And a couple weeks after that, enrollment will close. So it's quick. So just know that that's, you know, all that's coming up. And I'm just so excited to share all of that with you. It's 
been quite the journey from, from completing the last course, knowing that it was going to be changing, having no idea how it was going to be changing. And now sort of birthing this so soon after rewilding, which I was definitely not planning for, um, is such an honor and a gift and wild. And I'm really excited to go on the journey with those of you who feel called to it. And then the second announcement is quite big, but it's a, a bit of a different tenor than, than that one. And that is that after a lot of reflection and consideration, I have made the decision to take an extended pause from this podcast starting in June. So the reasons for this pause um, are, there are a couple of them, but the main reason is that um, I feel and have been feeling like I've gone as far as I can go with this format and style as it relates to the podcast. I've, I've taught almost every card. Um, I've covered many, many different subjects. And although I never tire of talking about the tarot and literally have different things to say about cards from day to day, you know, not even from week to week, I am having an awareness and knowing that some space is needed to refill that creative and inspirational well. I'm I'm kind of running out of things to talk about <laughs> and I'm feeling a little fried, to be honest, from the last year. And so again, this podcast is a dream. It's a privilege. It's an honor. And I will be back. I don't really know how long I'll be gone. I think that's, um, it's very important for me not to put a time frame on it. What I do know is that the space is really important and that some new things definitely want to come through or definitely making themselves known to me. Um, but the, there, there needs to be room around me and around my life in order to get a little closer to them. And so again, this is a pause. This is not an ending. I will be back probably with, I hope with some, some cool things to talk about or at, at the very least some, revitalized inspiration around, um, the things I, I do love to talk about. <laughs> so we're going to have, um, in light of that, we're going to have a limited, um, sort of a limited episodic run this month and next month. So this month, I'm only going to do two episodes. There's going to be monthly medicine. Then there'll be an episode in two weeks on the sixes, which I don't think I've ever talked about before on this podcast really looking forward to that. Please send me your questions, um, on the link to ask Lindsay about that. And then I will do June monthly medicine. And then on June 4th, Friday, June 4th, I'm going to have sort of our final special episode before this larger pause, this more extended hiatus. Um, and that will be our sort of farewell for now episode. And, uh, you know, I have to say not to be too cheesy about it, but this is a kind of a perfect um, little dovetail back into our theme for the month, our theme 
for monthly medicine related to foundations. Um, this is precisely this example of um, this podcast of, of me really hearing to take a, a pause for a little while. Um, an example of what that might look like for you. It might also look like the birth of something new, which is exactly what's happening both, I actually think with this podcast too, I absolutely think on the other side, there's going to be a pretty big rebirth, um, both in content and form potentially and structure of the episodes, but also of the course and of sort of this new rebirth of the course coming forward. Um, there's so, so much about new layers of foundations being poured, being laid under our feet. And in the midst of all of this change, because we are in a time when we are really, most of us, in a state of burnout, exhaustion, um, a sense of languishing, a sense of, of just, um, it's, it's been hard to be on this planet for the last year. Um, and I won't even limit it to a year, but especially the last year, um, it's, it continues to be, it's like not over. Um, and there's, yeah, it's, it's not, it's not easy right now, even if there are, are blessings to, to celebrate. So again, when we think about this idea of foundations, we're thinking in a sort of a spectrum. Who helps you from a spiritual sort of energetic frame? Who is your team behind the veil? Do you call on them? Do you let yourself feel their support, their love, the love and, and care of your ancestors, you know, that's a foundation. That's a foundational piece for us. You know, what are your sort of, um, the foundations of your being? Who are you as, as a human, as a, as a, um, yeah, like who, who are you? What holds you up? What exists in you beyond the stories you tell about yourself, you know, what came before you, what's under your feet, you know, where do you stand right now? And, and why are you there? What got you there? There's so many things to consider when we root into this word foundations. And it's a really important thing to go on our own journey, you know, as it relates to how we feel, again, what what sort of supports and nurtures us, but more importantly, how we reach for these things. It takes a lot of courage to look at the foundations of our life. If something is off, if something is cracked, if something is broken, the tower is one of our cards for this month. It's, it, we don't often want to look at that stuff. Because that means we have to face things that we maybe don't want to face. That means that we have to acknowledge things that maybe we didn't even know were there, but all of a sudden are ready to be seen, ready to be responded to. Um, it's pretty intense. So it's a big month of, of building new structures on healed foundations. 
It is about paying attention more than anything else to those foundations, to, to us, to yourself, to what lives in, in your soil, in the, in the, you know, again, in the foundation of your being, like what's a part of you, what's there. So it's a big month for that. It's a huge month for creation, massive month for creation, more than we even might think is possible. (laughs) Um, there's so much that wants to come through us. The key is really acknowledging and being much more discerning with what gets our energy, what gets like what we're devoting our time, our energy, our effort to. That's really important. There's a very, very high degree of personal tending and care that is going to be asked of us this month. Very important to honor that, to allow for that, to make space for that to allow for there to be a much higher degree in ways that are accessible to us, um, a much higher degree of willingness to receive, work with, open to pleasure, support, care, again, in whatever way is accessible and available to us. So this is a Hierophant month and a Hierophant year. With the Hierophant as the Hierophant is ruled by Taurus, we're working with this idea of fixed earth. We're working with something that is that is the root, essentially. Hierophant energy is the ultimate foundational root system. It is the card that unless there is some kind of stronghold, it's very hard to feel yourself as kind of planted as in the world as you want to be. The Hierophant is the access point, the work we do over the course of our lifetime to trust in our own wisdom, our knowing, our choices. In order to do that, in order to build that over time, where of course, when we make a big choice, the mind may say like, oh no, this could happen. But you can feel sometimes that eventually gets to the point where what the mind says doesn't knock us over, where we can actually be in a place where we say, wow, I can see those waves. I can feel the waves, but they're not knocking me over. I believe that when it, as it pertains to us kind of trusting our knowing, not necessarily needing anyone to validate that knowing. It's always nice to have a wise figure that we trust to kind of mirror back our own wisdom to us. Um, That's always lovely to have a friend or a processor. That's healthy Hierophant. You know, that's us standing in our knowing, being willing to, to look to the unknown and then opening to a mirror and um, having the, um, having the trust, having the the knowledge in our, our own ability to check in with such things that sometimes we can have somebody that we bring something to and they can say something that just pings us. And we just think like, I don't think that's really about me. That's Hierophant too. Hierophant work is lifelong. And in order to really step into this place that Hierophant invites us into, which is essentially becoming our own teacher, our own guide, 
stepping into our own wisdom, no longer giving away our power, no longer giving away our autonomy to people that we think know better than us, but striking a humble, integral, healthy balance of bowing to the wisdom that just where people are in themselves and their own journeys as humans and bowing to our own and simply saying there is sacredness in me and I am free and available to use that to the highest degree possible. I want to help and I want to, I want to open to that wisdom that lives within me and I don't need anyone to give me a key to tell me to do it. When we touch in with Hierophant at its core, at its soul essence, it really provides us with the medicine that heals quite a bit of most of our religious over cultural traumas. That's not the antidote to professional care, of course, <laughs> but it's a really important anchor for this work. If we have had um, hard, bad um, unhealthy experiences with authority, with religious figures, with people in positions of power, which, hello, all of us have had, although some in varying degrees um, of severity to others. Um, the Hierophant is your medicine because that's you. That's you, that essence of I can, I am standing in this gateway. I don't need anyone else. Nobody's above me. We're all equal here. We're all on our own journey. Now, the key to this work, the key to coming into deeper and deeper and deeper joyous oneness with our inner hierophant is to unpack and resolve and clear old, shitty, untrue, inherited beliefs that we are still enacting, believing, playing out in our lives. That's the hardest part, right? About what it is, you know, when we speak about what it is to be a higher font, we're talking about what it is to be a human. That's the hardest part. One of the hardest parts of being a human being is having a knowing and all of a sudden having a bunch of shit flood in that we don't even know where it came from. Is it what other people say? Probably. Is it what our grandmother used to say? Maybe. But we know that feeling, that there's a sense of knowing that is right and true for us in the moment. And then there's a story that invites us out of that kind of North Star and into some other bullshit. And I'm not judging it by calling it bullshit, but invites us out of that and into doubt, right? Into doubt, into fear, into what ifs, all of this stuff. So hierophants are not impervious to that. Hierophant energy is quite soft, actually, quite humble. True hierophant is willing to say, I love, I trust, I rejoice in my wisdom. And I also know that I am a human I'm prone to mistakes and fallacies and biases and all kinds of shit, <laughs> all kinds of beliefs that maybe I'm not even aware are beliefs. That's the point is that we're doing this human. Nobody is meant to be perfect at it. No one. 
the Hierophant really teaches, it shows us what humility is, really. The, the freedom, the, the understanding to know, like, um, I'm going to make mistakes. How I respond to those mistakes is, is up to me. How I, how I rise to meet those moments, it's up to me. But it is this, this incredible work of being a human being. And when we touch him with Hierophant, when we work with this energy, when we talk about what it is to clear beliefs and open to the truth within us and to um, let go of those cycles, we're not, again, impervious to this stuff. But it's more about coming into a place of noticing, of noticing that I had this knowing, and then all of a sudden this other thing came in. I wonder where that came from, and starting to track that and be a little bit more and more curious about it. Hierophant work is no joke. It's no joke. I'd say, actually, of all the cards in the tarot, this is one that will bring you right to the core, right to the heart. It's really intense because beliefs feel so true. It's very hard to extract those. Um, and again, it's not work we have to do on our own. I'm so happy not to be doing this work on my own. <laughs> you don't need to do it on your own either. There are books and processors and therapists and, and professionals that, that can help. You know, there are resources that can really help with beliefs um, so that you can go gently exactly as you need to go. But this is all a sense of Taurus. This is all a sense of, of our foundations, our security, what holds us up. That's very, very, very rooted in Hierophant work. Very rooted. And we talk about this idea again of foundations. The work that we're doing this month on that has to do with what's going on in the foundation of our being as it pertains to trusting our own wisdom. Why don't we? And I mean, most of us could raise our hands and probably talk for a year about that. What we were told, what we the kind of conditioning, the kind of, we could go on and on and on. This month is inviting us to start getting clear on what's ours and what was never ours to begin with. It's shocking. The more we peel back these layers, the more we realize like, whoa, I'm seeing the patterns inherited in my family of origin, how that trickled down to me, how they never trusted themselves. So of course, I triggered the shit out of them as a kid, you know, or of course, X, Y, Z happened, or of course, I was invited into all of this fear. They needed fear. They felt like they needed fear to help to um, mitigate or, or con you know, have a sense of control or, or of, of, of um, boundaries in their lives because they weren't, they were too afraid to trust themselves. Most of us have had that experience and we've definitely had that experience with, with authority figures and certainly family of origin. It's very intense, but a lot of it is ready to be pulled up by the root. It's part of the root system, part of the foundational system that isn't meant to come forward. And so we can be open this month, really, really open to seeing like what's ready to go. 
What, what wants to get the hell out of here? What no longer fits? Um, and it's again, not so much like, oh, this thing I've been doing this, this, um, job or this relationship that has to go. We may in fact be tempted to make it about something. We may want to end something, um, quit something, leave something. And by the way, I'm not here actually to really give you advice at all. If you want to quit something, end something, leave something, you go right ahead. I, I trust your knowing and I invite you to trust yours too, but it's powerful to just pause and consider, is this actually what's needed or is there something else within me? Is there a permissioning that I could give myself here? Is there a middle way? Is there something more temperate, more, more accessible, more easeful here? So why are we talking so much about Hierophant? Well, because the Hierophant is Taurus's card. And we're working quite a bit with this sense of kind of Hierophant energy in the collective right now, period. This is a Hierophant year. 2021, a Hierophant five year, essentially a year where we're going down into the root, the bones, the marrow of our being into all of these belief systems. It's pretty nonstop um, in terms of the discomfort factor, (laughs) to say the least. Um, It's really just kind of unending. Like there's nothing that is escaping. That's, that's very much higher font. Like, whoa, there's another layer here. Whoa. And when we do work in the fives, which 2021 is a five year and connected to higher font, we're learning how to hold our center in really, um, uncomfortable times. Like what helps, what brings us back to the root, what brings us back to the truth. Like we're finding our sense of foundation and of, and of centering during sort of wobbly times. So that's the work of the year. That's not necessarily the work of the month, but Taurus season always brings up what are our, what's, what's holding up our feet on this earth. That's always what Taurus season brings up. And beyond that, it also brings up all of these different things about pleasure, about receiving, about where the themes related to Venus are in our lives. It's the ruling planet of Taurus. And Empress is the card that is ruled by Venus. And Empress says, can you open to receive just a little bit more? I know that this is kicking my ass right now. I always will be honest about (laughs) kind of where I am in my own work. And oh my God, it's kicking my ass. It's one of the reasons for this pause with the podcast. I never stop. I never stop. That's hard. There's some shame for me in that. It's so hard because like there's so much capitalism in, I don't know if I want to claim that I'm involved in wellness because I don't really feel like I am, but um, in doing this work, I'm associated with um, an industry that if you were an outsider looking in, you might think like, oh, this person is involved, whatever. I don't need to get into that. There's so much capitalism and like hustle culture in wellness. And yet there's a lot of shame 
if you're getting to a point where you're like, I'm really burned out <laughs> because I've been working at a pace that now like my body's catching up with me, you know, it's totally untenable. So uh, I just refuse to take that invitation um, into shame. And I refuse to lie and also say that I don't get burned out because I do and I'm working on it. So yeah, it's, it's empresses. I mean, they're both huge ass kickers. These two cards, they really come for you big time. Again, they're fixed earth. And a lot of people talk about Taurus is like, they just want to like kind of hang and that's true. And yet they're, you know, can be true, but these cards are, I mean, the Taurus cards are nothing but, you know, active, persistent, essentially taking a shovel to the, to the dirt, to the soil of our being and digging, digging, digging. That's really the fixed, um, earth energy that I think shows up with these cards sometimes that doesn't always get acknowledged. Um, so we're in again, a Taurus Hierophant Empress kind of month right now in a Hierophant year. Um, also sort of connected to, to Hierophant and Taurus again. And then we also, as I mentioned at the top of the podcast, Saturn is preparing to square Uranus for the second time out of three squares of the year that will continue a little bit into 2022. By far, Saturn square Uranus, the key signature astrologically of this year. So Saturn is in Aquarius and Uranus is in Taurus. So we've got Saturn, a planet that is fairly rigid, loves structure, loves rules, is all about kind of um, what we have to do, what we promised, what our tasks. That's in the sign of Aquarius, which wants to be free, wants to explore, is highly attuned to community, to humanitarianism, to radical new ways of thinking. And yet it's stuck in this rigid place with Saturn. And then it's squaring Uranus, which is a planet very similar to Aquarius, this, this sense of um, freedom. This is the fool's planet has to be themselves, has to trust, has to take that leap. That's all wrapped up in Uranus. It's it's more erratic. It's less predictable. Um, it brings about huge change. It's very connected to, again, the individual, the freedom, the liberation of self, as well as humanity and the collective. And that's in Taurus. So we have Saturn, this this sort of beautifully, um, robust sort of linear keeper of time, of responsibility, of tasks in the star, in the, in Aquarius. And we have Uranus, which is this full energy wants to be, has to be, has to be, is constantly sort of leaping, losing their ground, moving into the next thing in this Hierophant energy, and they're squaring each other. And that's happening again in June. And we're already feeling the coming of that second square. 
So it's a very, very intense time on the planet period that I think is really amplified right now, given the fact that it's a Hierophant year and a Hierophant month and a time when by virtue of its ruling in Taurus, it's wrapped up in this Saturn square Uranus transit because we're essentially squaring the star, the fool, Hierophant, and the world. <laughs> so it's like epic. And again, brings us into the sense of foundations. What are your beliefs? What do you believe? What were your inherited beliefs? Are they true for you? If they're not true for you, why continue to live in a way that is in alignment with them? It's a huge time of review, of change, of reflection. It's, it's absolutely massive. And of course, at the end of the month, we are going to be leaping into an eclipse portal because why not? Eclipses are hugely, hugely radical containers of massive change and that typically bring up all the things and really pull the stuff from the bottom of kind of our being and bring it up to the surface so it can be seen and processed. And that's all happening during Gemini season. So we're not there yet, but May is very much about rooting foundationally, kind of keeping ourselves moving into a place of, of again, resources and care and nourishment um, all of those pieces so that we can be prepared <laughs> for the for the very radical and important work that's that really needs to be done um, that's being done that's going to be coming up in Gemini season so really really powerful um you know again we're really building in this month we're preparing we're, we're kind of um, like little birds like stockpiling as though, we were moving into a kind of a winter. We're making sure that we have what we need and really looking at what keeps us from feeling like we're worthy of that. What keeps us from like what access, what barriers to access? Is there any way that we could call in more support? What is accessible? Just sort of considering those questions. So our cards for the month ahead, this is our reading. So our card for the month ahead is High Priestess. This is the card for the month of May. Listening. Really, really, really deep listening. Leaving time, leaving space. It's more important than we think it is foundations, roots, plants, we don't want to crowd them. They need space. It's a month of a lot of receptive energy. It's a month of a great deal of, again, listening, being open, rather than having there be kind of all the doing that we're typically doing <laughs> in this space. So High Priest isn't just like sitting and listening. It's about rewilding our intuition, honoring the fact that we have ways of connecting with, again, our beloved dead, our beings of, of um, highest good from beyond the veil, 
we have ways of connecting with them. It does not require, you don't need anyone to teach you this. You don't need a book. You just can sit down and say, hey, I would love some support. What helps you to feel connected to that sacred high priestess lunar center within you? Whatever it is, how can you open to it and be willing to lean in more? If it's journaling, if it's, you know, meditating, if it's taking a run, if it's, you know, for some of us, there's actual logistical things that keep us from those, um, you know, wonderful, um, things in life. And this month is going to ask you, are there beliefs that are within you that tell you that you should feel guilty or ashamed for asking that it's selfish to engage with those things? Um, you shouldn't need them. It's no big deal. You'll just go without it. Like that's the kind of foundation work we're doing here. So High Priestess is reminding us that the month of May um, countered sort of everything that's going on in the outside world, because again, we're still in pretty wild times right now on this planet, that it's very important for us to be making regular visits to ourselves, for us to be coming back in, checking in. So much about connecting with high priestess is sort of taking the temperature on where our tide, sort of where the tides are inside of us. Like, where is our inner moon today? Is it a, a new moon? Is it a full moon? Is it somewhere in between waxing, waning? What sign? is the moon in within you? Can you see the moon? Or is it obscured by cloud? And, and um, is it stormy? Is it bright? Um, are the is the tide super, super high? Is it incredibly low? Um, we're always changing. We're spiral beings. We're never, ever, ever the same. And part of starting to be present with ourselves is having the kind of care, making the time to check in with ourselves and say, I'm not going to assume that I am today how I was yesterday. I'm really going to check in and respond to what's needed right now. Um, it's a month to take some real time care with ourselves and in extension and by extension to that deeper care with the community and our world around us. So High Priestess, again, yeah, our card for the month of May, absolutely beautiful energy, really showing us that all of this sort of foundational work that we're doing this month is so deeply rooted in, in the emotional realm, in the lunar realm, and sort of this um, much more intimate, you know, again, internal framework. And that it just really is, whether we sort of like it or not, <laughs> it sort of is this really, really important time for very deep listening and intimacy with self. So what we're being invited to devote, to direct our energy and our attention toward this month is 10 of wands. And essentially this card is saying you have to drop the wands that you can't hold anymore. It's not really any of, you don't have to worry about why you can't hold them. It doesn't matter almost. 
whether you don't want to, or whether you're exhausted, or whether it's complete, or whether you don't believe in it anymore. It's all valid. But it's it's a it's a crucial, crucial part of this month. We are growing. We are outgrowing very quickly right now. We're preparing to be available to lots of new things. We've changed tremendously, all of us over the past year. And it's almost like our eggs are are cracking around us. There's a sense of movement, but we're not quite sure what's going on. And it's, I mean, it's wild right now where we are on this planet and um, where we are in the, in the scope of sort of um, the, the ongoing process and the unfolding and the different kind of places that this pandemic is taking us. And um, there's so much right now that has to do with, again, going back to this word reflection, laying all 10 of these wands out and acknowledging that likely some of them you haven't even looked at in a year. Do they match you? You know, when we're not in a global pandemic, we usually have the space and the presence of mind to be able to say, hmm, something's going on with this wand. It's not quite fitting. Maybe I'll take a little break, come back, whatever. But now, and I mean, some of these wands, we we don't even have the privilege or the ability to even question. We're still just like actively moment by moment just trying to get by. It's like if we're in the midst of a trauma, there's no space. We can't do anything about that. And I know tons of people are still actively going through that. It's, I mean, it's crazy. So the ones that we do have the ability to have a little bit of, of clarity and a little bit of reflection around, it's important to offer our time to them because there are some of them that are, we're just not meant to carry anymore. They're too heavy. We can't do it. Some of the ones that we carry over the course of our lifetime are very, very heavy, but we know that we have to keep holding them. We almost want to. It's important. If we really feel a call, like, um, and some of them we, we feel a call to and we, we actively do not want to pick them up, but we know we must, we have to. So our relationship with our energy, how we utilize our energy in the world that's all wrapped up in the wands and whenever we get a 10 whenever we work with 10 of wands we know that in some way shape or form this is a turning point and our energy our attention this month in the month of may is directed squarely on the turning points and we can infuse this right into what we were talking about with regard to beliefs beliefs are very very heavy. They take up a lot of space. So which ones are ready? Which ones are you ready to place down? That doesn't mean it happens overnight, but the decision, the awareness to say, fuck, this isn't even fucking true for me. You know, what can I do? Sets off a million chain reactions. You know, we can all of a sudden we're, we're more available to support, to care, to the resources we need. Sometimes it can take a while, but the first step, that step of realization is all about 10 of wands. 
um, laying down sort of those internal burdens that we no longer need to carry. We've outgrown them. The, the earth can't continue to support them, um, and neither can we. We can't afford that. So what can we lay down? Can we give away? What we are learning about right now, the lesson of the month is the tower. So we've been talking about the tower without talking about the tower this entire episode. <laughs> um, foundation healing is the tower's business. That's the, that's the job of the tower, to heal the foundation, to crack open what's been layered, dumped, structured on top, built on top of a broken foundation. The tower comes in with its loving little you know, wrecking ball and knocks it down or knocks a part of it down so that whatever is, is dying to get through in, in the foundation, whatever is sort of being, um, squeezed down at the foundational level has a chance to sort of come up, be cleared, be healed, you know, be, be lanced really and drained. Um, so this is our lesson of the month to remember that the tower comes to free. The tower comes to liberate. The tower comes to help us get closer to what is ours, what we've lost. It's helping us to get closer to our inner hierophant, to the deep birthright receiving that is embedded in our empress work. Um, it's you know, again, incredibly important. That's, it's all rooted in this. So when we work with, again, the tower, when we do our tower work, when the tower is the lesson, it doesn't mean the whole month is going to feel like a nightmarish tower situation. The tower is working on you all the time. It's likely that the tower shows up in your life in ways that you're not even aware of because it's so gentle. And because you're so used to it at this point, the tower is not always a thunder, a thunder clap, you know, and even if it is thunder is great. <laughs> so how can we be open to the lessons of this card? By remembering that it's here to help clear what does not serve, what's not matching, what's not working in service of making more room for us to drop into those foundations and come back home to aspects of ourselves that maybe we've walked away from, maybe we've lost, and it's time to reclaim. So what we're releasing, Ace of Swords, what we're walking into is, and being asked to embrace more of, is King of Swords. So Ace of Swords, we're not releasing this because it's done or over, because it, it we want to throw it away. Um, you know, I speak about this a lot that we've, we've integrated Ace of Swords and now this is the core, this is the seed and the root that we're using to sort of, um, nurture and strengthen our connection with this other card, in this case, our King of Swords card. So when we have Ace of Swords, we say, I'm willing to work with the mind in a different way. It's an idea, it's a concept, it's a flash, it's a moment of brilliance, it's awareness, it's a connection. It's that moment that comes in the form of the sword and we say yes to it. In some way we, we reach up, we take that sword. 
King of Swords is the speaker of truth. This is the card. This is the energy of the person, the human, the part of us that when we feel that call to speak, to step up, even when it's really scary, even if it might have consequences, this is King of Swords. This is the ally and the anchor that we call upon when we know we're in a moment where we can't help but not write, communicate, speak some truth within us that has to be spoken. So this month, embracing King of Swords doesn't necessarily mean you're going to be put in positions where you kind of have to speak in ways that are so scary. Again, in ways you might immediately think of. Saying out loud to people, this is what I desire, is incredibly scary and very king of swords. Saying to our lover, our friend, I would love more of this with you. You know, I want to feel this way with you. I want to have more intimacy in our relationship in one way or another. Very king of swords. To say to ourselves, you're safe. You know, you're safe. You're you're wanted. You're worthy. You're loved. There's so much courage that it takes to say all of that. To say to our clients, our community, our students um, that we're leaving, that we're coming back, that we're going away for a little while, that we need a moment, you know, um, that something made us feel a particular way. That's all king of sorts. It's having the courage to speak the truth that lives inside of us, even when it's hard. And it really sets us free because again, it brings us back home to our foundation. It's very hard for us to feel into our truth if we're not connected with ourselves. So it's, again, a potent, potent month, one of huge preparation, building and creating, and work around our foundations. There's so much about building. You know, we focus on, when we're talking about building something, we're, we're oftentimes focused on the finished product. Like we see a building and we think like, oh my gosh, great. We very rarely fully understand what went into structuring um, and making it possible for that building to exist. And that's really brings us back to this conversation about foundations. And this month it is as you know, we can think of the roots of a great big tree that go out in a million different directions, as far and as wide and as long as you can imagine roots being. That's what we're talking about energetically this month when we speak about foundations. It's very, very powerful work, very powerful work. So it's important for us to have as much sweetness, pleasure, accessible joy resourcing as possible in our journey to travel down and see, is there anything inside of this root system that's not mine, that was put here, that I took on as my own, but was never actually mine. This is our month to actually clear some of that in a measurable way, a measurable way. The only thing we really have to do is just be available to it. It's certainly the season to do that work. So the more that we are available, 
the more easeful the potential change and shifting can be. So I think that's it for now, Wild Souls. Thank you so much for being here, for listening to this podcast. It was, as always, as it always is, an absolute pleasure. I'm wishing you a gorgeous and glorious May. I'm hoping that it's everything you want and everything you could ever wish for. I will not again see you next week with an episode, but we'll catch you in two weeks um, with our episode about the sixes. So if you have questions about the sixes, please do send them to Ask Lindsay, which that link is in your show notes. Um, Again, uh, our pause with the podcast is going to start after the first week in June. And uh, until that time, I'm really going to look forward to engaging in these uh, in these next few episodes with you until we part ways for a little while. Um, and again, all information about Tarot for the Wild Soul course will be up next week. Um, full scholarship applications will open again on uh, Monday, May 10th. Again, I'll repeat all that information for you the next time we connect. Um, but until that time, I love you. Thank you for being here. It's such an honor to share in this space with you. And until we connect again, please take exquisite care of yourselves. Mm-hmm.